Well, we've been in John chapter 6 for a couple weeks. And John chapter 6, it, it's an exciting chapter. I mean, it starts out with uh, Jesus feeding 15,000 hungry people with five little biscuits and two sardines. I mean, that, that's pretty exciting. Um, and then uh, after that, the disciples, they get in a boat to cross the Sea of Galilee and this storm uh, you know, catches them off guard and they see Jesus walking on the water. I mean, and so we got two pretty incredible events. And then Jesus, he makes this statement in John chapter six that he has eternal life. Now he has said this before. Okay. As we, you know, if we went back and reviewed, you know, John one through five, we're going to see him saying uh, that he is eternal life. But this time he uses a particular image. Because this time he says that he is um, the bread of life. Then he's talking about eternal life being uh, bread. And, and he's talking about it, you know, being a Christian in terms of digestion. And you know, digestion is the process of you know, food becoming energy that not only sustain us, sustains us, but empowers us. And Jesus is saying, I am this bread of heaven. I am this bread of life. And I can give you this bread of heaven, this bread of life. And it, it, it's meant to be taken in and become a part of you to not only sustain you, but to empower you. And so... I, I, I want to get into it this morning, and I, I want to throw out three questions right off the bat that we get to ask this morning and have Scripture um, answer for us. And so here are the three questions. I hope you'll jot them down um, or, you know, put them in your phone or something because they're, they're worth processing over the next couple of weeks. Is what is the bread of life, okay? Uh, where does the bread of life come from? And how do we get the, and how do we get the bread of life? So, so what is it? Where does it come from and how do we get it is where we're going this morning. So if you have your Bibles, you can turn to John chapter 6 or you can pull it up on your phone or we're going to put it up on the screen for us. Um, but John chapter 6, and we're going to be here uh, this week and next week. And so just kind of mark it uh, and uh, it'll be, um, uh, it'll be uh, readily available for you. So what is the, the bread of life? So let's see what Jesus has to say here. Uh, verses 25 through 35. <clears throat> says, when they found him, and this is the crowd, they realized that Jesus had gone to the other side and they went looking for Jesus. When they found him on the other side of the lake, they asked him, Rabbi, when did you get here? And Jesus answered, very truly, I tell you, you are looking for me, not because you saw the signs I performed, but because you ate the loaves and you had your fill. Do not work for food that spoils, but for food that endures uh, to eternal life, which the Son of Man uh, will give you. And for on, for on him, God the Father placed his seal of approval. Verse 28. Then they asked him, what must we do? Um, what, what must we do to do the works God requires? And Jesus answered, the work of God is this, to believe, underline that, we'll come back to that, to believe in the one he has sent. And they, so they said to him, what sign will you give that, that we may see and believe you? What will you do? And all, our ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness, as it is written, he gave them the bread of heaven to eat. And Jesus said to them, very truly, I tell you, it is not Moses who has given you the bread from heaven, but it is my father who gives you 
the true bread from heaven. And for the bread of God is the bread that comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Sir, they said, always give us this bread. And then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. And whoever comes to me will never go hungry. And whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. So, so Jesus says that he is the bread of life. Now, he's talking about a quality of life. Now, this is written originally in the Greek language. And in the Greek language, there are three words for life. And here, Jesus uses two of them. He uses bios, which is um, physical life. And it's where we get our word biology. Okay, uh, But there's also a Greek word uh, called zoe that's talking about the quality of life. Now, um, several weeks ago, Sarah and Natty, they were out of town. They had gone to a cheerleading competition. And so it was just me and Asher at the house. And I uh, asked Asher that Saturday night, I said, hey, bud, what do you want for dinner tonight? And he said, dad, I want steak. That's his favorite food is steak. And so I uh, got a couple of steaks and, and I grilled those uh, on the grill. Then I sauteed some vegetables and, you know, I, I put vegetables on my plate, not on his plate. Uh, made me a great salad. Uh, did not give him a salad, put the salad on my plate. I filled his wine glass up with milk. I did not fill my wine glass up with milk. Um, and just to make it the perfect evening, I put on the Maverick game. And so he's eating his steak and he's drinking his milk out of a wine glass. And he says, Dad, this is the life. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, it is. And you know what? He's, he's, not, he, he's not talking uh, about existing, okay? Uh, he, he, was talking about, uh, he was talking about living. He was talking about a quality of life. I mean, he wasn't talking about existence. He was talking about quality when he said that this is the life. Now, bread is traditionally linked uh, to physical life, to bios, because we need bread to sustain us. We need food to, to sustain us. But, but here, Jesus is talking about the kind of bread that brings zoe, that brings a quality of life. And so what we see here in John chapter 6, there is a big difference between just existing, okay, and actually living. And when the Bible talks about eternal life, as it does a lot, when the Bible talks about eternal life, it does not simply mean that life goes on forever. That would be eternal existence. But the life that Jesus is talking about here is, a, is the life that makes life worth living that Jesus is talking about meaning he's talking about purpose he's talking about calling he's talking about excitement he's talking about adventure he's talking about joy it's this radical quality of life that Jesus is talking about it's zoe is what he's talking about here so let's go back to verse 27 it says uh Says, do not work, Jesus says, do not work for food that spoils, but for food that endures to eternal life. Now, Jesus is talking about the false zoes that, that we pursue. Okay? He's talking about the false zoes that we chase after or the false zoes that we think will, will give our lives meaning. And, and whatever it is that we turn to that we think will give us our lives meaning and purpose, whatever it is that we chase after that we think will make us feel approved and significant. And whatever, whatever that is, whether it be money or, 
or, or, or, or wealth or accomplishment or position or success or relationships or achievement, whatever it is that we pursue, that we chase after, that we think will make our life matter, that it's not Jesus, it will spoil. That's what Jesus is saying. That if you chase after, if you and I chase after anything else that, that we think will give, make life worth living, it will spoil. And really what he's saying is it will exhaust us. We will become so tired. We'll be always on the go, always pursuing something that we never can quite obtain. And so we have to stop and we have to ask ourselves, and I want to encourage us to do this over the next couple of weeks as we're in this chapter six, is what is our bread? What is our zoe? What gives us this radical quality of life? So Jesus says, do not work for food that spoils, but for food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. For on him, God the Father has placed his seal of approval. You know what food endures? In other words, what food uh, spurs us on to eternal life? It's the truth of the gospel. It's the truth of the gospel. And the gospel says that, that God is the one true living God that came in the form of a human and he lived the life that we can't live and died the death that you and I deserve. The gospel says that, that Jesus came and he paid our sin debt in full by sacrificing his perfect life for our imperfect life. That, that the gospel says that we have a new identity when we place our faith in what Jesus Christ has done for us, that not only do we go from being dead spiritually to being raised to being alive spiritually, but we are now adopted sons and daughters of, of the one true king. And we have all the rights and all the privileges that go with dad's name. That the gospel says that we have an anchor that will hold us through life's most fiercest storm. The gospel says that we have a new power that will transform our lives from the inside out. So it's not about modification of our behavior. It's about transformation of our hearts and our minds and our souls. And then that works its way out to our lives. That's the gospel. That's what endures us. That's what sustains us. That is the life. That is the zoe that we have through the bread of life. So... What is the bread of life? It's the life that Jesus Christ offers every single one of us. So, so where, where does this bread of life come from? Well, as we read John chapter 6, Jesus says uh, that he is the bread of life four different times. And, and what that tells us is that Christianity is based on Jesus. And you and I, we are invited to have this intense personal relationship with the creator of the universe through faith in Jesus. And what that means for us is that God is not distant. He is not disinterested. He is not unapproachable. He is not cold. He is not calloused. He is not closed off. But that you and I are invited to, to know and to love and to talk and to listen to our Heavenly Father in this intense personal relationship that's based on our faith in Jesus Christ. So we need to ask ourselves, question number two, we need to ask ourselves for the next couple of weeks, is when you think about your relationship with Jesus, 
Is it intensely personal? Is it this intense personal relationship? Because there's a difference between saying our prayers and praying, right? I mean, we all know what it's like to say our bedtime prayers, you know? We get, get on our knees with our kids and we say, you know, now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep that if I die before I wake. And you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. No wonder our kids won't go to sleep. They're scared to death. Because we just said, hey, son, daughter, you may not wake up in the morning. All right? You will be internally late for school. So, so yeah. But, but there's a difference between, you know, you know, um, Thank you, Jesus, for this food. Bless it to strengthen our bodies. You know, you know, and actually praying, pouring our heart out to God. Saying, God, this is what's bothering me. This is, what, this is what's hurting me. This is what gives me joy. This is what gives me excitement. These are the choices that I need to make. What do you think? There's a difference between saying our prayers and, and, and actually praying. There's a difference between just going to worship and worshiping. I mean, there's a difference between just coming here for an hour and, you know, blasting in here and grabbing some coffee or grabbing some tea and, you know, sitting back and, you know, rating what's going on. And, you know, we're not off to a good start because the coffee's a little weak this morning. And, you know, the band is great. Not sure about that new song. Mark, you know, uh, I'm not really jiving with what he's saying. He must have had a busy week, didn't really prepare. And, you know, I'd give him a 6.5 this morning. There's some mornings I walk out of here and I gave me a 4.5, you know, I get it. But there's a difference between just coming into worship and actually worshiping and, and all week long. And, and, and then what worship really is, it's living worship. It, it, it's trying to aspire to, to what Jesus is saying and wrap our minds and our hearts and our souls around it. It's, it's singing these songs and saying, I, I, I want to live this song out this week. Or God, I didn't live this song out. This song is furthest thing of the truth from my life, but God, I want it to be true of my life. Or coming in here and saying, man, I have lived out this song in a big way this week, and my worship has not been limited to a song. It's been the way I've approached my job, approached my family, my relationships, my baseball team, my volleyball team, my schoolwork, my attitude towards my parents, my attitude towards my friends. Jesus, I have worshiped you with the way I've lived. There's a big difference, right? There's a big difference between just reading the Bible just because we want to get through it in a year or two years or three years and actually spending time digesting it. And so we have to ask ourselves, do we have this intense personal relationship with our father or is it more of a business transactional relationship? And as long as, you know, God acquiesces to, to you know, my needs and my wants and my desires and my demands, we're cool. But if he doesn't, we'll forget him. How dare he let me down? How dare he not do what I want him to do? How dare he be put me through this? I don't have time for you anymore. There's a big difference. See, a business relationship, it's, it's about transaction. But a personal relationship is it's loving and it, and it involves time and communication and slowing down and sacrifice and affection and selflessness and, and it's intensely personal 
And God invites us to an intense personal relationship with him through the bread of life. And his name is Jesus. So, how do we get the bread of life? Three things. Number one, we see Jesus as the broken bread of life. Look at, look at verse 51. Verse 51, Jesus says this. He says, I am the living bread that came down from heaven, and whoever eats this bread will live forever. And this bread is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. See, Jesus says, I will give, meaning that, that my body is going to break. My body is going to be broken for the sins of the world. Now, if Jesus was just a moral teacher, or if he was just a good example for us to live by, well, that doesn't help any of us. In fact, what that would do is condemn us. But, but think, about, think about bread for a moment, all right? I mean, we, 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 can, uh, we, you know, we can touch bread, right? I mean, we, we, can, we can smell bread. We, we, we can definitely see bread. But, but until... But as long as this bread is intact, it, it cannot nourish us. As long as this bread is intact, it cannot nourish us. That this bread, it has to be broken for us. If we're going to receive it, if we're going to take it in, it has to be broken. And that's what Jesus is getting to. He says that this is my flesh and I will give it up. It will be broken so for you so, so that I can offer life, Zoe life to the world. That his body was broken. His blood was spilled out. He stood in our place. Remember, he lived the life we can't live and he died the death that we deserve. And Jesus says, you have to take my broken body in. And if we don't see him as the broken bread of life, broken for us, he will never become our Zoe. So there's that. We have to see him as the broken bread of life. Secondly, we have to see that we cannot earn the bread of life. We cannot earn the bread of life. Go back to 28 and 29. So the crowd, they said, they asked him, get ready to read along here. This is so, this is so good. Then they, I'm setting you up here. I need good, good response here. Then they asked him, what must we do? Whoa, they're just like us. Give me something to do, Jesus. What must we do that, to do the works that God requires? And Jesus answered them, the work of God is to believe in the one who he has sent. So these people, they're just like us. What can we do? How, how, how good is good enough? How good do we have to be? See, there's just something in the human heart and it's been around forever. There's something in the human heart that wants to trust in our own performance. That we want to prove to God and prove to others and prove to ourselves that we're not that bad. 
We're so stinking important. Look at me. Look what I've done. Look what I've accomplished. I know Jesus had to go to the cross to pay for the sins of the world, but you know, but, but at least I'm better than they are. He didn't have to do that much for me. What do I have to do, Jesus? And Jesus is saying, we can't do anything to earn forgiveness of sin. We have to receive it. We have to believe it. We have to believe in him. We say, yeah, but Mark, we need, we need something to do. Okay, I'll give you something. I'll give you something to do, okay? The, the one work that will earn the bread of life for us is this. is to see that no work can earn the bread of life. There's not one thing that we can do. There's not one thing we can do to settle the score. One thing we can do to tip the scale our way. We have to see that there's nothing we can do to earn the bread of life. So we, we have to see that we cannot earn the bread of life. So, and third, we have to feed off the bread of life. Look at verse 53 through 59. Jesus told them, very truly, I tell you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. For my flesh is real food, and my blood is real drink, and whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me, and I in him. And just as the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so the one who feeds on me will live because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven. Your ancestors, they they ate manna and died, but whoever feeds on this bread will live forever. And he said this while teaching in the synagogue at Capernaum. Now, Jesus is talking figuratively, okay? He's talking figuratively. But what he's saying is that we have to be in a continual daily feeding process off of the life of Christ. Well, how do we do that? How do we feed off him daily? Three things. Prayer, scripture, and obedience. We've already talked about the difference between saying our prayers and, and actually praying, but it's but praying is pouring our hearts out to him, not just saying our prayers. Scripture is that we are consistently, and I'm not saying it's every day, but it's consistent. It's consistent moments in, in his word, reading and meditating and thinking and, and struggling with these, with his teachings. I mean, this is a hard teaching as we're going to see next week. But we're going to be in John chapter 6 next week. So I want to encourage you, read John chapter 6 at least once, maybe twice this week. Listen to it. Just Google it and listen to it if, if you have trouble reading the other way to get the bread of life and to feed off Jesus is obeying. And it's not my will, but your will be done. Father, I don't like it. I don't want it. But I know I need it. And, and, and God, I want to want it. That's feeding. That's, oh, that's abiding. That's experiencing the bread of life. And if we will do that, we will find 
a huge shift in the paradigm when it comes to our relationship with our Father. We'll have this dynamic, intense, personal relationship with Him. And He will become our bread of life. He will become our Zoe. So before we head into communion, I, I, I want to give us three questions to ponder, just to think about before we take communion. Just think about this. Maybe, maybe jot these in. We'll put these up on social media this week. But, but to ask yourself, what have I learned today that I can praise God for? And for me, it's just to continue to come around that it's not about my performance, but it's about His. So what, what, what's, what's something I've learned today that I can praise God for? What, what have I learned today that I need to repent of? So many times I think it's about me and how good I do, how well I do. What have I learned today that I can aspire to? I just want to be more like Jesus. Think about those for a moment.